A chaotic race in Imola. Supermax takes victory. Botas and Russell give Netflix their next big rivalry. And Lewis shows why he's the champ. Oh, and Miami, here we come. Let's jump the start. Everybody, welcome into the Jump to Start Racing podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here with two of my closest friends. Ruben's wearing that hat. Say hello. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Yancy, say hi. Hi. And uh, before we get started, I don't want to forget this time. There you go. Before we get started, I want to make sure. Back. Yes. He's back. He's back. Wait, wait. Oh, my bad. I want to make sure to plug us in the sense that uh, make sure to follow us, subscribe. Drop a review on all podcast platforms. Uh, I have them ready here. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. We're also on YouTube. If you can see us, hello. Uh, we are at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and at Jump to Start F1 on Instagram. I'm going to say it again because Yancy and Ruben are going to make me do it. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, and YouTube. Drop the Hit the like button. Subscribe, the bell, five-star review, etc. Let's jump right into it. The more he does it, the better, bro. Yeah. yeah. It perfect, it's man. all practice. Practice. Whoa, whoa, practice. Practice. So proud of you. How are you guys doing? How was your weekend? It was awesome, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> Had a good weekend? Yeah. Okay. It was a good race. It was a good, uh, good cap to the weekend yesterday. Yes. It was good, nice, warm weather. Reminded me of being down in Miami, boys. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> Bienvenido a Miami. I guess Yancy boy's plane, plane ticket already. <laughs> Done and dusted, bro. I got a place to stay in Everett. <laughs> Damn. So. Been waiting for this for a while. Yes, sir. Woo! We talked about it a little bit last week. F1. Well, the city of Miami Gardens was doing a vote to see if they want to hold the F1 race in 2022. It passed. Uh, and now Miami is officially on the schedule for 2022, next next racing season. And the best part? 10 years. 10 years of Ten racing year in Miami. 10-year contract. Yes, you jump into it. What do you think? Um, can you see? I'm obviously, obviously excited that I can't even talk. Yeah, this is awesome. This is awesome because it's the second race. That we get in the States, which is great for us U.S. fans. Yes. It's a great way for F1 to grow here in the United States, which this market is basically wide open. It's a world-class city, Miami. We all, we here on the East Coast, obviously, are very familiar with Miami because that's basically our vacation spot when we want to go on vacation for a quick trip. Mm -hmm. So we know how much fun it is. We know the people are very cool down there. It's a fun city. There's a lot of activities. The beach, jet skiing, bars, restaurants, you name it, culture. It's awesome. It's a big melting pot. It's a lot of fun. Um, the venue, the track looks I'm like gonna, it's going to be I'm going to bring it up amazing. Right here. Boom. Right. All centered around the... the uh, um, my rock. face right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll center the Hard Rock the, the Stadium, Stadium where yep. the Miami Dolphins play. And we were talking about it yesterday. 
I wonder where they're going to put like the festival and everything yeah, around it. Nice, but the track looks like, um, hopefully they make it wide enough. Yeah. Coda. But it looks like you're going to have, you know, a long straight with heavy braking zones. Yeah. So you're going to have opportunity. You have, you're going to have an opportunity to overtake. You have the S's. You have, you know, a, a turkey style turn there, that big round turn right. at the end there. So it's. Looks like a lot of fun, but just the atmosphere. Like we go to Montreal when we can, and F one basically takes over the city. You can feel that energy. Yes, and we're hoping that it's going to be the same way in Miami, and Miami's a lot of fun, man. Can't wait. So anybody who can travel to Miami for the Grand Prix, make sure you make it there. It's going to be so much fun. Ruben, what do you think? Well, I, I'm glad it's finally like sealed and it's happening for 10 years. Uh, that was like the number. I was like, wow. Yeah. So I guess for the next 10 years, I'm going to mm -hmm. be going to Miami. Uh, I want to say thank you to F1 <laughs> <laughs> because I've never been to Miami. By the way. Never? What? <laughs> I've never been to Miami. Oh, wow. So F1 is going to force me to go to Miami and um, can't wait. So maybe, you know, um, every F1 weekend, they have like a series of events going on and stuff like that. But could you imagine that in the actual stadium is where the concerts for that weekend is held? Oh, yeah. That would be so good. Yeah, so, I never even thought of that. So, you know, the same thing you said, like the festivals or maybe the yeah. fan zone is inside mm -hmm. the stadium and the actual... Dude. And I think There's one a, of the, so much things here. One that, of the you know? promoters was saying that from the top deck of the stadium, mm -hmm. you can see the entire track. So I don't know if they're going to open that up to fans. Jeez. It's just like, there's so much to look forward to. I can't wait. So you then, said it, right? You said it has the beach, it has like all kinds of bars and clubs and et cetera. This is like the French Riviera of the United States, right? <laughs> so this is like uh, the Monaco of, of, of US. Our Monaco now? I, I feel like you will have yeah. the you'll have um That's safe to say the high class status people down mm -hmm. in like the fountain blue and stuff like that. But what I really want, what I really want to see is I wanna see Martin Brundle, right? I want to see his commentary when he goes from Denny's over to... The, <laughs> he's going to get himself a moves over Miami and then go straight to the track. Yes. <laughs> By the way... Where's Denny's? <laughs> we, Everywhere in Florida. Gotcha, Everywhere gotcha, in gotcha. Florida. We don't get that up here. No, no, I'm not. That is a staple when we travel down to Florida. So. <laughs> and moons over Miami. Oh, my the, God. Uh, but I didn't, the track itself... Like after, you know, when you look at the picture, after turn seven and eight, it looks like it's going to be completely flat out all the way till you get to 11, which is the, you, you know. Bring that back up. And that little loop like that, completely flat out, the car is going to, they're going to take, you know. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. It's, it's a heavy braking zone right at, at, at both of, um, at both of those long straights. That, that. So what you're talking about the, the bottom loop. On that the, bottom loop is going to be flat out. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, so you, you're calling that a straight? I mean, it, it's, it's kind of straight. It's, it's like in Baku. It's one big yeah, long exactly. straight with a little kink. Yep. Exactly. And then <laughs> well, you always crash. To, you're gonna have to go, you know break hard in there, and then go into that big that big like turkey style yep, turn. Yep, yep. That's gonna be fun, man. I don't know. Turkey. I, it's gonna be cool. Turkey. We'll see. I, I I'm not excited about the track layout what, itself. What, what was Why? it that you didn't didn't like about it? It's. I mean, look at the thing, right? It's just. Straight, essentially a straight with a kink, loop around another straight, and then essentially another straight with a kink. It's just, to me, it's not... Um, not very technical? It's not very technical. It's not going to showcase 
if it's me, right? If I if I'm in Florida, if I don't know anything, if I know about racing and I don't know F1, right? To me, this is just like okay, they're just going in a loop. It's not it's not going to showcase how unbelievable these cars are with their aerodynamics, the chassis. Well, I mean, granted, we haven't seen the actual track itself, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like it'll showcase how unbelievably good and different F1 cars are from Indy cars or NASCAR or anything like that. Yeah, but you also have to take into account what type of racing Americans like. So, for example, the big racing series here are obviously NASCAR, yeah. which is mostly oval racing. You have IndyCar, uh, which is not very much dependent on downforce of the cars, mm-hmm. but um, so they do run closer together. Um, but there's, within that series, you have road tracks and you have oval racing. We want to see cars actually racing. So... This is a type of track, very much like Coda, where it does lend itself, it's it's wide enough so you can race each other. And then with the new regulations coming in where you can follow each other, it it sets up for good racing. We want to see good racing. We want to see cars, you know, go wheel to wheel. We don't necessarily, here in the United States, in, with, in my view, is, the you know, obviously the, te- the, the technicalities are cool and we, we're fans of it. But we want to see cars racing each other. So right. I think it'll lend itself but to that. From what the track originally looked like. This is much different and much actually much oh, better. Oh, when it was supposed to go around the American Airlines, that was something about uh, no, it was pretty much like a long straight one way, then yeah, another that, that was, yeah, that, that was when terrible. it was centered around my uh, Biscayne Bay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, that was but terrible. This one I think is gonna be a lot better. I got one now, like, you know, it's not even on the we're not even supposed to, but since it's a new track coming up. What does this track look like to you? Oh my God. Let's see. Just <laughs> oh. like that out of the blue, nothing, you know. If you turn it over, however, like, like uh, 180 degrees from what is on the screen right now, yeah. looks like a Florida alligator. <laughs> <laughs> like a Florida gator, like yeah, the logo? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I see that. Like if you, if you, turn you turn it upside, turn it down? upside down, yeah. that's what it looks like. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Like a head move on. We actually have a race to cover here, but <laughs> yo, I'm excited. Um, I can't wait. Uh, another piece of news that we were um, talking about right before this is Aston Martin wants changes to the aero rules so that there could be a better... What The way they say it is that they want more competition between teams that have a high rake and a low rake concept to their cars. Uh, yes, you correct me if I'm wrong. They are low rake. Their car currently is set up as yes, a low rake. Just like Mercedes was. Teams like Red Bull, AlphaTauri, Ferrari mm-hmm. are high rate concept cars. So what the higher I, rate concept cars are like probably the the Red Bull. Let's put it that way. That's the, the, right, they were the ones that originally were really mm-hmm. pushing that philosophy. Uh, we've seen the recently, well, this year the the last couple of races, we've seen the success that the Red Bulls, for example, have had, and just essentially that it's much more advantageous to be with a high rate con- concept with these aerodynamic rules. What I'm going to ask you, Ruben, what do you think of Aston Martin asking for these rule changes? It's actually surprising to me that they're asking for this because this, my opinion, if you look at this teams, even though they changed names so much in the last, you know, 10, 12 years or whatever, but this have been the team that has done, that has been able to adapt the quickest compared to other teams. If we look at the history of the actual team, you know, they did, they were the ones, the first one to come out with the, the copy of the WD Fuser. Mm-hmm. And let's go back just the nearest as last year, 
they had, you know, they had a copycat of the Mercedes. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just stick to what you know, what you do good and just try to work it out. Why are you complaining? Come on. Why? Because you spend all this money trying to buy all this info from Mercedes and it's not working out for you. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, it, it's just that they, um, they don't, they don't have the capacity to adapt. They don't have, they don't have the ability to come up with their own change and they can't mid-season take from Mercedes, right? So yeah. they're just going to be stuck at the back where it's not what Lawrence Stroll was kind well, of pushing Omar for. Safnar needs to do is stop crying. Wah, wah, wah. We're not fast enough because they changed the <laughs> Are you kidding me, bro? For them to get these rule changes, all the teams had to accept it. They had to vote on it. And they voted on it. And then all of a sudden, because it doesn't work for your car, you want to change the rules. <laughs> right. Are you, you okay kidding yet? me, bro? No, it's just it's just maddening because look at all the drama that they went through with last year. Yes. Right? They literally broke the rules. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They literally broke the rules. They and they the and and on top of that, for this year, they took on Mercedes parts. They took on Mercedes. I think was it last year or this year? They took on Mercedes parts, and they the didn't tokens. have to use their tokens. Yeah. So what are you that's crying a, about, dude? If you changed your philosophy of the car, and obviously it helped you last year, and you thought it was gonna help you this year, if you got it wrong, you got it wrong. So man up, make the changes. Mercedes definitely did it. They're clearly fast enough. They won a race already. They got a pole position. So if you don't have the resources, then get the resources. But for you to cry and go to and that you're gonna sue the FIA and this and that, please, man, stop it. Because nobody else is doing that. And again, if you, if these rule changes, it's not the FIA standing on their high horse and be like, we will change the rules. No, everybody has to vote on it. Everyone, including the FIA, including all the teams, everyone has to vote on it. So they lost the vote. You got it wrong, bro. Man up. Start racing. They agreed to the change. Yeah. I don't know. We'll touch base on this later and some of the ramifications from it. I'm a little disappointed, Ruben. We talked about Aston Martin. You didn't hit the drop. <laughs> Come on. Dude, you got to get up. If you're going to criticize him I did? about about the, oh, the, the, the uh, about the socials, you need to get on point, bro. Thank you, yes, sir. You need to, uh, what I have to be the enforcer here, bro? <laughs> Thank you, Yes, Yo, the check's in the mail. Thank you. My bad. <laughs> so one other thing right before we get into the uh, race review. <laughs> Guys. All right, sorry. <laughs> We're clearly having... Deal with two kids the, here. I okay. think the coffee got us a little jittery today. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Wilson. No, just the last thing right before getting into the race review is before going... I think it was Thursday. They clarified that the track limits will be in effect and they clarified exactly where they could not be, where they could be, and they identified what the penalties would be. We saw it in action where Lando Norris, who would have placed third in Q3? Second. Second, Second in Q3. Would have been on the front row had his lap deleted. What do you guys think of this? It was consistent. Yeah, it was, I think, throughout the whole weekend. Because yeah. remember, even during the race, Sonora got the, I think, he even got a penalty. And I think he, the next Actually, he was, you're right. he was next to be on the black and white flags. So I think it was. Perez also got penalty. Yes. Uh, no, uh, laps deleted. 
Yes. Even so, during the race, he got penalized. Listen, we don't have to agree with all the rules that they put in place, but at least if you're consistent, then that's what it is. When you watch any baseball game or any oh, basketball God. game Baseball's or anything the worst like that, example. yeah, but but I'm just saying it's like well, what we want. Is yeah, what we want as fans is for the calls to be consistent. So, and it's the same thing goes here. If they're gonna, if if they lay out the rules beforehand for the weekend, keep it consistent throughout the weekend. The, uh, Lando was clearly off just by a little bit though. It wasn't that much, but he was clearly off. He got the penalty. And it was his fault. It was sad to see them, but he got he had the pace this weekend oh, though. Man. Unbelievable! So there's you know the F, you know the, the race director, Mister Sandy, not because of the rules, you know, being clarified and stuff like that. Yes Michael and no. Massey? Yeah, yes and no. He deserves some credit, and we'll we'll get into that. So it's an applause with the wah wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, it's a goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> The moment you criticize, now he's going to be all over the board. <laughs> oh, man. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no more coffee before. Uh... <laughs> all right. So let's get into it. Our race review. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. I love that. Drama. That's awesome. 20 years ago, Nick and Lauda. One, one day we, we need to play like that in its entirety because it's just funny. <laughs> I hope we don't get in trouble for that, but yeah. Yeah, for real. No, we, we won't. We won't. <laughs> Guys, uh, heading into practice weekend, or heading into the weekend, the practice is pretty nondescript. Well, nondescript, except for the fact that Nikita Mazespin first, what was it, in uh, practice session one, he spun. So mm -hmm. that was expected. Uh, what surprised me in the first two practices is that the Mercedes cars were the fastest, right? Uh, and then not really much more to talk about during practices, right? No, nothing nothing really major. Nothing really crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So Nora keeps pushing the boundaries and he also had a you know a couple of instances. He keeps pushing, he keeps pushing. He's on he's he's showing that he could be fast. He just needs to settle down. He's fearless. Yes. There you go. He's young. I, think that, yeah. I love that. I love that about him. Um qualifying. So I'll give you the order, right? So Pole position was Hamilton, second was Perez, third was Max, fourth Leclerc. Oh, sorry. Charlie! And fifth, Gasly. Gasly. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, just a couple of notes on the qualifying itself. <laughs> Ruben's dying over here. Uh, the Mercedes cars. Uh, there was a story that came out during the race weekend that uh, it was Valtteri Bottas that said that he feels much happier with the W12 at Imola this weekend. Guys, what does that tell you? Based off of what we heard from Aston Martin and then seeing the same concept, but now it's adjusted to better fit the drivers and I guess I'll call it the climate of the season. Now Mercedes is getting back into the swing of things with their car. Here's the thing, the, the, uh, it, you, you used to be able to use the excuse that any team can throw money at the problem, especially the big teams, the Ferraris, the Red Bulls, and no Mercedes. More. They can throw money at the problem and solve it, right? That's not the case this year because clearly, and we'll get into this after whatever, uh, with the race review, clearly everybody has a budget, a cost cap. Mm -hmm. What does it tell you? That Mercedes 
understands their car better, understands the philosophy because they've yep. been running it for so many years. Yep. And not only have they been running it, but they've been running it successfully to the tune of eight, was it eight world championships in a row? Constructors? Since, what was it? Since 2014? Yeah, eight. Because Hamilton seven. has, oh no. Seven. No? It's seven, seven actually. Seven. Yes. So they understand the concept. They know what to fix. They're just a better team. Not that, not that Aston Martin has the same philosophy, can't get there, but it's not about money this year. It's about knowing your car, a good team that can get on top of the problem and solve it. And they've clearly solved it. To me, I think it's a combination of two things, right? It's not just the car getting better, but then also you have seven-time world champion or um, yeah, seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton in that position. He's just going to squeeze the life out of that car and you see the results. He puts mm -hmm. it on pole. He's even surprised. Like they, Bono comes on the radio. It's like, dude, you got pole. He's like, what? It, it was, yeah. to see that reaction from Lewis Hamilton in the Mercedes, it's like, dude, how could you be surprised? But at the end of the day, the, um, what is it? The fundamentals of some of the racing was flipped over and Mercedes is slowly turning over to be able to catch up with those dynamic changes. So I don't know. I'm excited yeah, I don't for think that season. they're necessarily faster, but they're getting close to being on par with Red Bull. And, um, and I don't know how much further, I don't see, here's the thing. It's only two races. So we, I'm, I'm not going to get too excited about the championship fight because yeah. we've been here before when Ferrari was challenging them. Yeah. But it certainly looks good. Not only two, but I think two, two similar tracks-ish. I don't know. Any mm, thoughts, Ruben? Maybe. On that? No, on, think, on the Mercedes thing? I think it's just also their experience. You know, they, they, yeah. they tend to say seven, you know, seven time world champion, but it's also, you know, mm -hmm. Ham doesn't panic. Ham is stone cold when he's racing. Yeah, got the best. I mean, that's Dude. why that's why he's a champ. We'll talk about that during the race yeah. as well. Yuki Tsunoda. Yes, sir. Crashed during uh, qualifying. What do we think? Back down to earth? No. Um. Listen, he. I wouldn't blame him for it. I think that he's just being the driver that got him to where he's at. Um. It was tricky conditions. Um. Yeah. Uh, and he a, he and, took and too much of the curb and he lost the rear end and mm -hmm. then yeah. the back end hit into uh, the wall off of a chicane and it kind of just wrecked his gearbox. It broke, it broke his gearbox yeah. in half. Jeez. Um, but, you know, he's a rookie. He was a big hit though. You know, he's a rookie. It's one of those things where, was, all right, if you do it the second, your second race, fine. After half the season is through, then you're going to be like, yo, chill. You know, so uh, I think, but also you can't lose your aggressiveness. That's what makes him a good you know Absolutely. that's what that's what gets us excited about Sonoda. So you think that um, not only his aggressiveness, but also the AlphaTauri car being so quick now has him on that level. You know, because he needs to adapt also to the difference between the you know F two and F one, and having come on AlphaTauri has a nice car this year, man. Like, yeah, but I think it's better for him that he has a car that's drivable as opposed to let's say a Haas. Or, or even a Williams, I think Haas is probably the worst, where you have two rookies driving those cars and and they're they're undrivable. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Schumacher spin too. Schumacher spin. Schumacher spin. <laughs> Shoe spin. We're throwing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Q2, Carlos Sainz loses out on getting to Q3 by six hundredths of a second. Um, and he was, that was 11th. Yeah. I think that the whole field was super close. Yeah. So you can tell that. Um, it was like four hundredths of a second. That's what gets us excited as fans because it could be anybody. It, you know, obviously it worked out the way it did, but it's the whole field is closer together this season. And, and I, think, I think that's just the confluence of the rules. You know? And I think between him and 10th and was like, like thousands of a second, something like that, the difference between Well, yeah, six, mm -hmm. six hundredths. No, from him to first. What's six hundredths? I'm talking about from him. From no, 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 no. Six hundredths between Carlos Sainz, uh, Carlos Sainz and Lance Stroll for 10th. Oh, tenth, my bad. Okay. okay. For 10th for place. Mm -hmm. But if you want to talk about how close everything was at the top, Hamilton, Hamilton and Perez were separated by three hundredths of a second. Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen was five hundredths of a second behind Perez. And Leclerc in the Ferrari was actually three tenths of a second behind Verstappen. Three tenths in the Ferrari behind the Red Bull. That's my my mistake on the mm -hmm. it was actually I think um science was like five tenths, you know, from from like the, the pack. The middle, from the, the yeah. From the front. But it's yeah. actually it's exactly what yes you said. It's now that this generation of F1 is nearing a close, the cars are beginning to draw together as far as their capabilities. The regulation changes, yeah. yeah. And, you know, once you have a regular uh, rules that have been around for a while, People what up. you see is that, you know, the concepts are all similar. You know, they have this, a little bit difference, but everybody just comes together and that's when we get like these great years where... You don't have one team like super far ahead. Granted, it took forever to get to this point, but yeah, we're here. Speaking of one team that is super far ahead in Ruben's heart, Williams. They had uh, Latifi and George Russell together make it to Q2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we saw actually Nicholas Latifi in Q1 beat George Russell, which he had never been beaten by a teammate. Granted, Russell was able to flip the script. Yeah. But is that a sign of things to come for Williams or is it just the track? Uh, it's, I believe also the other team's not doing that bad as well. <laughs> Our is not, doesn't, you know, can't get a grip yet. We got Haas that they're not going anywhere. So it's, you know, that's already four, four drivers there. For me, it's a, well, com it's a combination of both. Um, Obviously, they're better. And we got Aston Martin that was back and, there too as and well. And Russell has said that this year. Or better, not another team. They're, it, they said it before, you know, you know, before qualifying was that the team is more focused on uh, actually getting faster instead of just being in survival mode. The last few years has just been, they've just been in survival mode. They try not to crash the car, yeah. trying to say, you know, save their money. They're just Russell's trying to true, just man. be there. That's true. This season, it's more of what can we do to make the car faster, and it's obviously showing. So, just to get back to what Ruben was saying, the cars that were behind them, both Haas's, obviously, uh, Yuki Tsunoda did not qualify because of the crash. He was okay. crashed out, uh, and then the two Alfa Romeos, um, also 16th and 17th, Kimi and Antonio Giovinazzi. 15th was Fernando Alonso, which was a, a shock. And then Nicholas Latifi, Sebastian Vettel, and George Russell from the bottom up. So, I don't know. Also, on, on Williams, they did say before the season started that 
they're they're looking at certain tracks, not all tracks, certain tracks to be a little bit faster. Dominant, so they yeah. know that they're if the conditions are correct, they're gonna you be pretty good at certain tracks. We don't know the tracks they didn't say it. Yeah, yeah. But maybe well, this they were good at this track last yeah. year. Yeah, remember. Yeah. Poor Russell kind of look. <laughs> Uh, it actually reminds me of the the GP2 engine McLaren, where they were like the Hungaro Ring, Singapore, Monaco. Those were the tracks that they were like, all right, we're going to do good in these tracks. We'll throw away the rest of the year, but we're going to focus here. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't have any power. Um, GP2 engine. Mm -hmm. But they, they, got, well, they got a Mercedes engine. Yeah, yeah so, well. Yeah. And then kind of the last story out of uh, qualifying. How, I'm, how do I say this the right way? Um, Charles Leclerc and Pierre Gasly are they outperforming their cars or like like what do we make of their their performances this Saturday? Charles Leclerc was fourth, Gasly was fifth. I think the cars are good. I don't necessarily think they're outperforming the car. I, if you want to look at like an example of what outperforming a car is. You would look at what Leclerc did last year with the Ferrari. Okay, um, but I think that they have shown in the past few the fa the past two weekends that the Alfatari is quick, and so is the the um, the, the Ferrari. Ferrari. Um, they're not, you know, they're not as quick to fight for the top three, but they are pretty quick to be at the front of the pack in the midfield. Um, what you're seeing, though, is with Ferrari is that obviously the car is good, but you have an experienced, you have two experienced drivers in Leclerc and Sainz. And out of, and we can go into this later, out of the drivers that have switched to new teams, it seems like Carlos Sainz is the one that's getting to grips with his new car faster than, let's say, like a Ricardo or even a... Oh, who else? Or or even an Alonso, put it that way. Yeah, I, I think. Know. And then with AlphaTauri, I think it's just that. Obviously, Gasly has had bad luck, and we can talk about the race later as far as his tire choice. And then Sonoda's a rookie driver, and he's making rookie mistakes. I think so far, and you know, when you talk about the the middle of the pack teams. To me, AlphaTauri has been the surprise. We knew Ferrari was coming with changes already because mm -hmm. they were already, you know, they've been dragging. And, and Charles, they have the resources too. And they've been tailoring that car for Charles because Charles is the future of the team. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised that he's actually doing very well in the car. You know, Sainz, as as the time will go on, he will get better in the car. We all know that. He's, a, right. you know, he he made a lot of mistakes in the race, but he's, he's going to get there. Mm -hmm. But Pierre Gasly is, to me, the one that keeps settling into the team Let's do this. Let's, you know, pushing the, the team, keeps pushing the boundaries. And so far, they've been surprising, and he's doing phenomenal. I think once Sonora settles down, he'll do even, you know, he'll be right there. Mm -hmm. I think it will be a fight between Ferrari and AlphaTauri, like you know, I think we spoke about Very it before, for, for the mid, you know, to, for the midfield, you know, championship. It'll be, Formula 1.5. It, right? <laughs> I think it's between three teams that it'll be Ferrari, McLaren, and, and AlphaTauri. I think McLaren will be up there, like one, two, three. You know, in the in the top three. Oh, you so you think you you think you put McLaren above? Uh, I'm sorry, McLaren. Ferrari. McLaren will be one, two, three. Ferrari oh. will be midfield. That's okay. what I said. No, 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 that makes sense. Well, you're saying you're but, saying McLaren will be the third constructor. Yes. 
Then you don't think that Ferrari can take the fight to McLaren for that third spot. But that's part of being a midfield team. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know. I think I think that we are seeing um, we're seeing Charles Leclerc getting more and more used to the car. We're seeing him. We're seeing the the team building the car kind of around his preferences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're seeing that this guy is an unbelievable talent. He was pushing for a podium the entire race um, from the first lap. From the first lap, like this guy, if they put half a car under him, he's. I hate to say this. But he is world cha- world driver championship material. I told you so. <laughs> Charlie! <laughs> Prove me right, man. And with, you know, with Gasly, he's just on a revenge tour. Uh, that's what I feel yes. like. He's just deterred. Like, I, I don't he's know. showing how good he actually yeah. is. Yeah. 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 Half as good as me, but he's still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, all right, let's get actually onto the race itself. And before even getting to the race, the formation laps or the out laps for the cars, we saw Fernando Alonso spin and crash into the wall. We saw Lance Stroll rear brake catch on fire as he was exiting the pit lane. And they decided to go faster. No, they just go faster. Yeah, well, to, yeah, to get the air in there. But then they brought in both Lance <laughs> and Vettel into the pit to change their brakes like in a panic because they didn't want that to happen during the race. That actually, I think both there, both of them were their in, brakes were on fire. Oh, really? Yeah. Weren't they being changed at the formation lap? You know, at, at the formation before the start they of the were, race. They, they were being they, changing, they no? were being changed. Well, they did the at formation the lap at the grid. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's they, they were being changed at the grid. At yeah. the grid. Yeah. They they were trying to pull a uh, and a I think Red Bull Red Bull last, last year, year with Verstappen. They don't have yeah. the team for that. <laughs> so they clearly didn't. didn't Vettel didn't ends up getting a penalty because he didn't have his tires on at the five minute mark. Five minutes before the yeah. Can you believe that that's an actual rule? Like, who would be like, yo, if your car's or your tires, your car on needs on, to be a hundred percent ready with tires on before, and everything. Like, who cares? As long as it could drive, right? Well, and then uh, Leclerc actually spun also at the the turn is called Aqua Minerale, which okay. Mm-hmm. So that's before. I was, before looking, I was actually looking that for sounds, the sponsor. That sounds <laughs> like, like, uh, the like the spring water. <laughs> oh, the, the, no, I'm talking about the <laughs> the, the hot sponsor. What you were saying? The alkaline, alkaline, alkaline. Oh, your alkaline. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> your alkaline mineral. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say hookah line? <laughs> no, I said alkaline. Oh, man. Not hookah, not yet. <laughs> All right. So, so that's the pre race. Oh, man. No more coffee for you guys. Um, that's the pre-race. And, r- dude, right at the start of the race, Max Verstappen, un- I don't know. Yeah, we could say Max Verstappen, unbelievable start. I was going to start to say, did Lewis just have a slow start? But no, because Perez was, he had a good start too, and yes. Max blasted past him. Max started on second gear. Is that really what happened? Yeah, he started on second gear. Uh, I just know he got, flew up the line. You'll get Yeah, he started on second gear because he got less wheel spin. It's a heavy, heavy yeah, gear. Yeah, because because it's a heavy gear. So he started a second gear and just flew past him. And Perez got a good start too. Yeah. So they basically were trying to. Well, they mauled Lewis. <laughs> yeah. At that point. Well, yeah. They, they, now we're missing both of us because yeah. we need you what, to help us defend here. Like, where what are you? Suck was that on the camera angle? You, you're trying to see it. You can't see. <laughs> you can't see anything. Spray. Because what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where are they? <laughs> Where's the car? What's going, going on? Yeah. So what was it? He got him into. Turn one, it, it, it was just a, a disaster. A disaster for Lewis Hamilton because not only did he get passed, but then 
He went over the curbs at the chicane. And car jumped. Car jumped. It looked, bunny to me, it looked yeah. like he was going to get like floor damage, but like I guess it didn't. And he got some damage in the front, the front wing. wing. But but he was very lucky because, well, no, he didn't pit at with the safety car. I don't know. What do you guys think of, we're going to talk about this again, the Max versus Lewis dynamic? It's going to be fun. It's gonna be fun all year. Yeah, it's gonna be fun all year. If if it looks like they they can um they're pretty equal pretty equal machinery as far as yeah it's gonna go back and forth. Um, I I think the key is gonna be for the rest of the year is obviously qualifying is gonna be important and who can get ahead. It, it was what I pointed out last season. Obviously, the start was great because Max got ahead. He was what third. Um, so he, he was able to get ahead. Perez didn't have a good race. Um, he had a horrible race actually. And, um, but these cars, and this is where you can tell that Max did have that problem with the differential hurt him in Bahrain. He was able to get a gap and pull away when he was in the front, even in the rain, he was able to pull four or five seconds ahead and, he More probably would have gotten way ahead if there wasn't so many safety cars and, and oh, stops yeah. and red flags and things like that. Oh, yeah. So, again, qualifying is going to be key this season. And getting ahead during the race is going to be key. It's going to be – that's going to be key, but then also the way your strategy plays out and the cars have to be in front. If, if you – you're at a disadvantage if you don't have both cars in front. I think the beginning of the race, obviously, Max just shot off the line. Like, he mm-hmm. came out of the line like a rocket. Yeah. And I think they were just pretty much playing chicken. Are you going to let me through? Not going to do Okay, so I'll push you off. And that's why right. how Hamilton started yeah. bunny hopping on the side. But because I, I think he took, Ham, uh, Max took the place because of his aggressiveness. Yeah. Paris probably would not have done that move. It was very, very on the line. Yes. He did. Um, but then I think know, I, I even think they touch a little bit. And then, you know, credit to Lewis also because obviously he got behind, but and and they were it was a little bit touch and go because they didn't know how the damage was going to affect yeah. him. But I think what happened there was after obviously they all started on intermediates. Some, some of them, but I mean the two at the front started in, started intermediates, and we saw what we saw last year. I think it was in Portugal. Where, where those the tread on the on the tire started to go away and they turned into slick slick intermediates. So you had a you had a, a patch on the tires where which were where were slicks, and that's when Lewis started catching up. And Meaning with the grip, yeah, with the grip. So grip. before they pitted, I think they were only like a second and a half apart before they pitted. Well, Lewis was a second and a half from. What was it that I told you when we were watching the race regarding Lewis's and his tires? They're like the only tires that resurrect or something like that? Yeah. Because, oh, I'm getting, <laughs> back. I'm I'm get, I'm getting life now. Yeah, yeah really, all of a sudden. He's the only guy that has like tires that because resurrect. Because yeah, oh, my tires was, are gone. Max it's was that. like five, six yeah. seconds ahead. And then all of a sudden you see Lewis catching up. He's getting fastest laps. And he literally got within like a second and a half before Red Bull had to pit Max. They were literally trading. Mm-hmm. And that pit stop... Kill Ham too. I probably Hamilton would have been either they would have been next to each other or maybe a slightly ahead. If they yeah. would have gotten the same 
about the same time as Red Bull. Yeah, because Red Bull Red Bull got a thing like a 2.2. 2.2. And, and Hamilton was and like Hamilton a 4.0. Was, it right. was 4, yeah. So that was at lap, Verstappen pitted at lap 27, Hamilton at lap 28, both from intermediates onto mediums. Um, I'm just going to bring it back a little mm-hmm. bit. Lap 2. Uh, the curse of uh, Nikita Mazepin, it looked like he ends up, looks like he hit um, Latifi, causing a crash for Latifi to go off the track hit the barrier and causing the first safety car of the of the race. That wasn't the the way it happened though was it wasn't actually as much as as much as I want to say. Yeah. Latifi went off and when he came back on is when he hit Mazepin. So that caused gotcha. okay, so we're going to do this first from Mazepin for at least doing one lap, you know. <laughs> one lap without spinning. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, lap, but right? that's exactly so that was actually Latifi's fault. Okay. A lot of things happened this weekend. That it was my fault, your fault, his fault. Dude, fault. there was Rain. a lot. There was a lot of action. There was a lot going on. We, I mean, obviously, I don't think that the race director, as far as TV, did a good job. But you kind of understand because there was just so many things going on <laughs> dude, during nah. the first dude. stint of the race. I was complaining about the director any, the whole time. But mm-hmm. uh, so that was the first safety car. Um, one guy that I do want to talk about here and. It's not going to be a fun year for this guy. Valtteri Bottas. He, no, I think you saved the drop for later. Um, <laughs> Valtteri Bottas started eighth, qualified eighth, and then he he dropped back in the rain. He was 10th, and he was stuck in 10th for so long. We made the comment a few weeks back on the uh, race review for Bahrain that would Valtteri Bottas have been able to come from the pit lane start that Sergio Perez did and be able to climb up the field. Now we know that the answer is probably not. This guy... <laughs> He's not doing it. He had trouble. What's crazy is, this is, a, this is a great contrast here. It was 10th, and for a time, Lando Norris was 9th. Lando Norris finished on the podium. Yes. What happened? Both of us lost two places right at the start. Right at the way. start, yes. So he probably spun... Through water, everybody. But I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Help me swim. You know. Yeah. And then when he finally, you know, finally got grip, he's already ten. I can't go nowhere. I'm swimming. Okay, but <laughs> I mean, he I'm didn't mad. say that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, you can't go nowhere. Here's here's what I think. I think that uh, Botas. You think the pressure's getting to him? I, since he know, since we all know now, that he is um, comfortable. With uh, showing his arse, <laughs> I think he might want to start exploring so he had the, the options of, the of uh, starting an OnlyFans. Oh, a Finnish OnlyFans! He's a blonde model, dude. Let's let's put it this way. Come on. <laughs> I, we, we saw. I, I was watching the F1 TV coverage, and I think they put it right. Where it was a tale of two two halves basically for the race, we saw the first half, Botas struggling to get out of tenth place in a Mercedes, and then the second half we see obviously Hamilton with his issues, and we'll get to what happened to him. But he obviously fell back to I think tenth or ninth place. Yeah, and he finished second. Yeah. 
He felt in the money. same, and he was gaining on Max in the same car. By the way, prior to uh, Hamilton, I guess going off the track, he was right there on lapping Bottas as well. Mind you, on a track, I think that was, Bottas was the next car, or was Russell? Yeah, to get lap, you know, to be you, able to, to get past on a track that's super difficult to overtake. Yep, and what? So. Yeah, man. Just look out for that OnlyFans. <laughs> I think here's what I'm gonna tell you, right? The curse of the arse. <laughs> this is this is what I think is happening with Bottas, right? He got used to driving that Mercedes over the last couple of years. He was good. He had some good races, some not so good races. He had his issues. He wasn't like a world class, like whatever in that car. He wasn't Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. Now the car isn't the best car for for the grid. Now it the low rate concept is hurting him. He's not able to adjust to the level that Lewis Hamilton was able to adjust, and it's throwing him off. We saw the issues he had um, in this race. He uh, I'm struggling to remember, like uh, last race in Bahrain. Did he really stand out? Not really. It was the two at the front, and then Bottas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he was just pretty much keeping guard. He Don't he let was nobody passed. Mm-hmm. He was lucky. That yeah. Perez was not there, right behind him, because right. he would have he would have got him. Yeah, mm-hmm. Perez would have gotten him definitely. So the, way, the pace that the, the Perez showed in that race, Perez would have gotten past him with no problem, with ease. I yeah, I just think that this is Boras is is in trouble because now he's he he's not as comfortable as he was with the car last year, where he had the same style car, the same rules, and the car was just dominant, right? Now it's going to be a problem for him to adjust to a, I'm going to call it a higher rake to the new arrow rules to challenges, challenges, challenges to now being under. It is uh, what I, what I, what I, what I've always said. And if you guys have listened to our previous podcast and I always say this, this is what separates a good driver from a great driver. It is the fact that a great driver can adapt to the car, even if that car does not suit their driving style. So you hear Perez in the interviews during the weekend has said yes. And he said he says he hasn't come to grips with the Red Bull and that he has had to switch up his driving style in order for him to get on top of it. And that's what he's doing. And eventually he will. If you're the and Leclerc is the same way, Max is the same way, Hamilton is the king of that, obviously. He's a seven-time world champion. They are able to take the car that is given to them, and Alonso is also, the car that is given to them and take that car to another level where it's not supposed to be at. And all this criticism about Hamilton, that he's always in the best car. Hamilton has won at least one race every year, regardless yep. of the car. And look what happened this weekend. Exactly. So Can you give again, him a bigger challenge than that? If you want to gauge these drivers and how good they are, look at that aspect. If you follow F1, can they take a car that's not necessarily good and put it in a position where it's actually on a podium or winning races? So what happens as a result? What happens as a result of Valtteri Bottas not being able to pass anybody, staying down in the dumps, down on on 10th place? What ends up happening? 
the accident with George Russell. Does yep. that happen if he's further ahead? Absolutely, no, absolutely not. not. Absolutely not. So let's get into that. We all saw the replays. What? No, I wasn't. And he, if he was in the front, because of what happened to Hamilton, he was. He probably might have been able to pick he up was. the scraps, like we absolutely we before. Like you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're, you have to be there, and you have to defend your, you know, or be there with your team or your companion. You absolutely. Know? So perfect, actually, because now um, he didn't get points. Nope. Now Red Bull is nipping at the heels of Mercedes. It would have been a perfect opportunity because Perez had a terrible race yes, himself. to pull ahead. You need to have... I said it while we were watching it, right? Right now, Valtteri Boras is the, the Alex Albon of Mercedes. He is just <laughs> yeah, in outer been, space. I remember the comment from yesterday. I've been dying to say. I just didn't remember the guy's name. <laughs> I didn't remember Albon's nah, name. That's dude, what it was. <laughs> you're going to forget Bottas next year? Yeah, too? Probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. We probably all win. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, but I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, but like now in the championship standings, it's much closer, and it's a result of just Boras not being there. Mercedes would be miles ahead right now. Perez, his car stopped in the, in, uh, in Bahrain. He had so many issues. This this is a guy new to a team that yeah, he should be having these issues, and Mercedes should be capitalizing more so than they already have, and they can't because of Valtteri Boras. Yep, and he's being unqualified by Perez also. Yep. Because remember, I, was, I mean, Perez had his issues and made a lot of mistakes, but he did qualify second. I was going to say this. Would the beginning of the race, you know, Max getting past Hamilton, not going to say easy, but it's because Max flew off of the, you know, he jumped the start. <laughs> <laughs> he jumped from the start. But if Bottas was there, I think they might have had a... a some kind of a, you could say, small cushion on the yeah, attack. Well, remember, saw, all right, let's uh, say, for example, Paris did get, you know, the same thing he got second. Mm -hmm. Bottas probably would have gotten third. Yeah. Oh, right behind right behind Max. Fourth. Yeah, but he qualified, what did he qualify? Ninth? Yeah, because. And, and he's not, he, he didn't even. No, but I'm talking about as far as. No, you know, I got being you. Right there with your but team you saw it at being... the beginning. You saw how how Hamilton got mauled by two Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah. He basically exactly. that's, that's he had Max going up on uh, and Paris and Paris on him. the uh, right like, right hello? next to him. And the fact that he had to worry about Paris, he didn't even notice that Max was coming up behind him. That's right. He pulled over. He caught him by surprise. The only thing Paris was missing was like a, a horn. Bang, 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 bang. Come on, let me do. <laughs> <Yeah, man. laughs> You're blocking me here. <laughs> wow. You're holding up the line. <laughs> it's it, it's just that's exactly what happened, man. So uh, the crash, uh, we saw. Well, uh, that was on the start finish straight, right? Right at the end, mm -hmm. right before the first uh, going into that first turn, leading into that chicane between turns what one and two, because uh, the little kink in the straight is actually actually you're right, yeah. One, yeah. So we see Boras on the left hand side of the track. George Russell coming in like a freaking missile. Uh, DRS wide open. Was it DRS at the time? Yes. Yeah, DRS. DRS wide open. was wide open. He had uh, the toe. He was coming in hot. Pulls up alongside uh, Valtteri Boras and unfortunately hits. He believes that he was squeezed. Hits. I think so too. The wet patch of grass and that just sends his right side, you know, into the stratosphere and vaults him into Valtteri Boras into a crash. Who's at fault here? Yancy. Yancy is not at fault, but I'm, I'm asking <laughs> the question. Yeah, it was all my fault. Yeah. Russell blamed uh, you actually. Yeah. In the post race. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what uh, that's what got him into hot water with Total Wolf. 
him blaming me. <laughs> 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 I saw this replay so many times. Um, at first, I thought it was Russell's fault. I think he had plenty of room. He had plenty of room on the right side to make that overtake. But as I watched closer, I did see Bottas move a little bit. And it would have been good to see the onboards. I didn't get a chance to see the onboards. I don't think they were even available. Uh, to see if, if Bottas did no, they, move they, it. They showed, they showed Russell's onboard and board, but they showed all... Well, I'm talking TV about the steering them. wheel. The steering wheel with them driving. Okay. I, I didn't, you know, I, it would have been too good to see if, if Bottas did move the steering wheel a little bit. He did move it a little bit, and I get Russell's point. Um, When you're going that fast, you're going almost 200 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. I think they were saying 220. I don't know if... 330 kilometers. Is yeah, so whatever. You're going... It's fast. It's the, probably the fastest uh, point on the track. Yes. Any little movement, especially when you're wheel to wheel, is going to make you react. Now, um, it seems what happened is that George Russell reacted to that. He hit the web patch and it just vaulted him into, into Valtteri. And obviously the rest is history. Um, it's tough for me to say. I think the stewards got it right. It's a racing incident. Yeah. It happens. I think the story is the aftermath of what happens. Obviously, um, George Russell was livid and put on his tinfoil hat. Um, and I have the quote here. And I'm going to read it to you because um, I'm fighting for P9. A P9 for him is absolutely nothing, almost meaningless. He did have a move that you would do if you were fighting for victory on the last lap of the race. It begs the question why he would do that for P9. Perhaps if it was another driver, he wouldn't have. So that went through my mind. Um... I think at that point, what George Russell looks like, he's a little bit full of himself. I like the secure got into his head. Yeah, yeah. like like he's like right. He's making up these these rivalries within himself. When dude, you're you're still young. It's what thirty year, and you're driving in the back with Williams. Yeah. Um, That's what Bora said. It was all theories on his part. Yeah, and I think <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really was, uh, but. Based on the comments that Total Wolf had after the race, and I think I guess he got a tongue lashing from Total Wolf because he apologized this morning. Russell apologized yeah. this morning. However, um, and I don't necessarily agree with Total Wolf fully because obviously you're a racing driver and you're gonna go for the pass, regardless of whatever position it is. The gap. It's it's a gap. But however, what happens is is that, and I think this is what hurts Russell's chances for a Mercedes seat as long as Lewis Hamilton is there, is there, is that if you have Russell in that seat, let's say he does replace Botas, that harmony Gun. after the Rosberg Gun. years, gone. it's what has kept Mercedes successful for the past three years that Botas has been there. That is instantly going to be gone because Russell is obviously hungry. hungry and he wants to win. So that shows you that that's showing Total Wolf and all of Mercedes. Like, if I bring this guy in, it's not gonna be good. It's gonna be a problem. 
that might have saved Valtteri C for next year. Ruben, what do or you as think? long as Hamilton is on that team. What do you think, Ruby? I think, you know, pretty much going along the lines of what Yancey was saying earlier is that, yes, he had the pace at that moment. He had the speed to overtake him. But it's not just going to, hey, let me put to the side. You get by. Don't worry, friend. No, he's going to at least make believe he's going to throw in the car at you so you could panic. You shift to the side, but he just went too far. And just, because if you look at some of the replays, he just slightly, and he has space. He because, definitely had space. That so he was, just slightly, slightly touched the grass because of the speed and the water that was there. He, he was just, pumped. He was pumped. Mm-hmm. That's why yes. he went too far over. But it's just sad that Russell, at the same track, fighting for points, he crashes out. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like uh, he's a bit of a choke artist. No, no, I would not say choke artist. Maybe he's not made to get points in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's just... It has to do with that too, with experience. He's young, you know. He maybe what? he could have he could have told himself, huh? Maybe he could have told himself, "Hey, I'm gonna get some points here. Absolutely. If I if let me let me wait till next lap to overtake this right. guy." What I think because we have plenty of laps left still. Well, we what I clearly see is it's projection. It's him. Um, right away saying, oh, it's blaming yeah. Valtteri. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. And him saying, oh, Valtteri's thinking about me, when in fact he's thinking about Valtteri. that situation. Dude, focus on what you have to do. Now, do I blame him for going for that? No, absolutely not. But when you start saying things like that, Afterwards, yeah. dude, you're completely wrong. Well, he tried to, after the crash, he tried to take it to Bottas. And what did Bottas tell him? <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> Well done. So and it clearly showed the camera. The camera angle did not yeah. help a lot on it. Kind of flipped the bird. Showed, yes, thought, it clearly showed like the tip of a bird going I, flying over there. Thought, <laughs> that drop is so perfect. I thought Valtteri handled it well. He told him he was number one. There you go. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are, my friend. You won that. Yeah, you won yeah. that place. There so you go. here's what I'm going to tell you, right? Oh, but I was like, bro, it's only one place. Come on, it was yeah, one yeah, place. one place. <laughs> one point. One point. Yeah. <laughs> so but again, I don't, I don't blame him because if you're faster, you want to pass him. Go ahead. But if if you're gonna do that just because you want to show up Valtteri Bottas, do you're doing it for the wrong reasons? So here's what and I'm I think tell you, Total right? Wolf saw right through that. Obviously, as obviously with his comments afterwards. Total Wolf just cut his wings. Come down, little boy. Yeah, just cut your wings. Exactly. Don't fly away too quick. Mm-hmm. Get back in the nest. You're not ready. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he led into it right away for me with the uh, the whole blame thing. Mm-hmm. We know. Total Wolf is very particular about his no blame culture in Mercedes. Yes. So what does that mean that his number three driver, right, mm-hmm. right away blamed the number two driver in an accident, and it's it's blamed. That's exactly what the mm-hmm. what that was coming off. Of, he was hot. He was pissed off. Whatever it is, you take the time. You reflect. You what could I have done better? That's what the Mercedes philosophy kind of has been. Uh, so there's that. Number two, you essentially. You cost, even though you're a Williams driver, you cost your team points mm-hmm. because Mercedes is your team. At the end Finally of the day, get some points. Too. Right. At the end of the day, no, not, not Williams, Mercedes. At the end of the day, what matters to Toto Wolf is the points, winning the Constructors' Championship. He's going to be in a war all year with Red Bull. Those points They're could needed. come in handy. Yes. They're this, upright, was, this was a perfect weekend to capitalize They're upright, Exactly. They're up right now seven points. And there's another thing, there's another aspect to this, which I didn't think about until Total Wolf said it. The damage is costly. Yeah, money. 
cost cap. Cost cap, yep. They can't just throw money at that stuff. So what he's saying now, it's uh, what he said is that that car, Valtteri's car, is almost a wash. They're trying to see what they can say from that car. But it's almost a what you know what Dude. we what we call in the what insurance with car insurance, it's a it's a total loss. It's totaled. Yeah. It's total loss. So what he's saying is that that could stop development on certain upgrades that they wanted to bring a little because bit earlier. That's a great especially point. in wow, their battle, especially that, that they much. have a, a a proper battle at the front with Red Bull. They're not far off. And if it stops Mercedes development, imagine Williams. Mm-hmm. So then beyond that, like, you know, we were talking crap about him, but Lattery Bodas got wrecked. Like, I, me as a as a mere mortal, I don't know, like, it would have taken me a week to recover from that impact, right? right? It, was, I, it was a big hit. It, I, when he, obviously, not, not only the impact with Russell, but the aftermath with him, as far as, like, how he bounced up the wall and all dude, this stuff. Dude, he showed, because he actually, he went back in the medical car. Russell walked off. Botas waited for the medical card to move. Uh, I mean, credit to Botas. At least he was get a, he was able to get a finger up. Yeah, well, that that was probably the he showed that he was all right. That was yeah. the adrenaline just being like, you know what? Yeah. No, but I mean, no, hit so that again. That's. <laughs> listen, man, that that was a big crash. It was it was they called it on F one TV an airplane crash, dude. It was pretty you know, crazy. Before you before you go to the next one, I'm sorry, but this is something just came into my head. Can we just ask Mercedes to one day maybe this car, one of those crash cars, to have it at the museum so we could see how you know how that would look? Go ahead, ask them, bro. They watch uh, Mercedes, please. Yo, the, the Mercedes uh, Twitter admin. Yes, they're all over. They're good. Yeah, they, they watch. Go ahead. So we could you know see, hey, this is the aftermath of not only you know of our F1 car crashing. This is how it looks. Like we kept it intact for, for the public to see whatever you know. That'll be that'll actually be great. Right? Like a good attraction yeah. to yeah. add to, to the so museum. Are yeah. we in agreement that racing incident Russell just handled it wrong afterwards? Yes. Yeah, it was a racing incident because again, I, I again I thought it was his fault, but you can see Valtteri moving a little bit to the that it was to the to the left, to the right hand side. It was a racing incident. It's just the way it was handled by Russell. It could have been nothing. It could have been something that you you could have just talked why it out. What happened? That's what I'm why didn't anybody stop this guy? Obviously, when uh, when they it crashed or whatever, a car that it's not going to finish in the race. Those drivers normally go, you know, they go straight to the to pen. The, yeah, to the pen to see to see the new. You know, they're the new, hot. I exactly. Mean, why, I mean, why didn't nobody like at least smack this kid? Like, yo, watch your mouth. You know what? <laughs> I'm glad they didn't because it's giving us something to of talk course. about. <laughs> yeah. But so, now they know, you know. But, uh, but it just shows you, you know, listen, he's young. He has a lot to learn. But I think what made this bigger than what it should be was his comments. Afterwards. Yeah. He showed you shaking it off. Let's move yeah. forward. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly you can see that somebody got to him because he Afterwards, of course. This morning. Yeah. Total called him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so from there, let's talk about Lewis Hamilton and his drive. So, Right before was it? It was right before that crash, right? That he went off. He went off of yes. uh, right before it. He went off the road. I don't remember what turn. He was in the gravel. We were all we were watching it at the the New York City meetup here at the the Failure Bar. The whole bar was like silent. Right, you could hear a pin drop because it's like, okay, is Lewis? Is that it for the race? Like, is this a guaranteed win for Max and the Red Bulls, etc.? Dude, 
there's no I don't know if there, we've seen any other type of driver or any other driver be able to get out of the gravel and just continue his race and do what he's got to no do. No less reverse. R- reversed. Reverse which all is the not way illegal. Out. It's only illegal in the pit lane. Oh my god. So if you and obviously they have access to the team radio so the team is telling them, you know, who's behind this and that. I think also what saved them was that as he was doing that, he was he was already a lap down, but as he was doing that, Russell and the crash and Botas were having their crash. So what saved him for that race was that the it was red flag, so he was basically able, I mean, he wasn't pretty much not to be two laps yeah, down. Yeah, he was so far ahead that it wasn't like the entire field lapped him. It was the 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 front. It was he was well, he came in like eighth, eighth, ninth or eighth. He was ninth. Place. He was ninth. He was ninth. ninth. After that. But it was already already lapped down by being ninth. Yeah, exactly. Well, but he he had already lapped most of the field yeah. anyways. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like after the But crash, he was a lap down. Yes. He was a lap down. So when that's why it was weird because when when it was red flag before it started, this car started to go around. So people were like why are they doing? But it was because mm. those cars need to be on lap. Yes. Because it was going to be like a rolling start and all the others. But I mean, it was... Lewis showed his experience. He didn't even, never give up. He saw that he had forward movement, but hey, I broke my wind. What do I do? I, don't, I can't go forward anymore. I can't just do a donut here. If I, okay, reverse is working. Because you notice when he was in reverse, he never floored it either. It was oh. like the car was just on idle pretty much going back. Dun, dun, it's dun, why dun, he's dun. the champ, man. And then, okay, okay go for it. Going go to first, going to first. Go into it's first. hard not to be a fan of Lewis Hamilton. Still I rise. He lives by that. He never gives up. It doesn't matter, man. It, that, on, yes. that was amazing. One, it was amazing that he got out of it. And then what he did after that, he regrouped himself. He took advantage of the, of the red flag. He regrouped himself and came out. Lights out, man. What he did... There's very few drivers on the grid that can do that. Of course, look, you know the number two driver in the supposed to, you know, it's the car, it's the car, it's not him. So this guy couldn't get out of tenth, so, you know, until he crashed. So come but back we got through the Lewis, field, crashes, gets a new wing, red flag, blah, blah, all that stuff, and he still comes back all the way. In tricky conditions, yes. in a track that's super hard to overtake because we all see how narrow it is, and to and that last overtake that he had on Norris, that was Dude. crazy. Because Norris actually did a very good job. At keeping him at bay? At keeping him at bay and defending him. And he just came out last second, whoop, and just got I by think him. If Clean Norris overtake, that it just shows you how experienced and how good Lewis I think if was. Norris would have had better tires, it would have been a little, even more, a couple of more laps before. It would have been very close for Lewis yeah. to, get, you know, to get by him. Because I, I believe... Norris at the beginning was defending, but his tires were just pretty much almost shot. Well, point. he was the only one on the soft tires at that stage of the race. Lewis? No. Um, Norris? No, Norris, yeah. Everybody else was on mediums. So, because um, we had thought that um, Lando Norris might not be able to get the podium because he might slow down at the Exactly, yeah, from the get go. Because of the tire wear. We throw Charlie would have been yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> So we uh, we saw Max Verstappen win, and we saw Lewis Hamilton climb from ninth to second place, a far cry from what Valtteri Bottas had done mm-hmm. in the same car, in the same track. Not exactly the same conditions, but should have been able to do better, right? The guy that we were just talking about, Mando Norris, <laughs> proving he is a man. So let's go backwards from what you guys were talking about, right? It, what, what was it? Three straight laps that he was able to keep Hamilton at bay. 
he must have used every last bit of juice in that battery mm-hmm. uh, to fight off Hamilton, who was charging with the RS, probably engine turned up as much as you can turn it up these days. At a tire uh, disadvantage. As at well. a tire disadvantage. Like, two things, right? One, how good is Lando? And then two, how good is that McLaren, that chassis, the Arrow, and now the Mercedes engine? McLaren, the McLaren as a team is lights, lights, Andreas lights Seidel. ahead. Yeah, Andreas Seidel, way right better than obviously the McLaren Honda days, but even last year, yeah. that car is good. And I think that their their aero department has obviously done a great job, but the engine is Ferrari going to beat them? Is no, gonna, it's going to be. Not in, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> But also, you can see the change in demeanor in Lando or Amando. Mando. He is not a child anymore. He wants to be the team leader. He's not a child anymore. <laughs> so not a two He's no longer a Twitch streamer. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I mean, he, whatever. I mean, that's that probably helped him too. He still is. But he still that probably is. helped him too. But what I'm saying is that you can see that he is, he, he doesn't want to be looked at as somebody who's just like. A joke. A joke. He, like, he's not a character. He's a driver. He wants to be considered. A team leader. He's been there for three years already. Three he knows, years. yeah, he's been, this is, yeah, he's been there for three years already. He knows that the pedigree of driver that is coming in as his teammate now is Ricardo. Ricardo is kind of like taking him as a joke, but I guess he's gonna have to take him seriously now. He's very aware of what people are saying, what people feel about him, and he wants to change that, and he's showing it. He wants to he wants to be considered the team leader. He wants to be considered a good racing driver. And the only way to do that is to get results. And clearly what you have seen in the first two races is that he ain't, he ain't here to play around. I think it's part of the growth too. You know, oh, yeah. third year he's been, you know, he's not a sophomore anymore. He's, you know, genius. Oh my God, <laughs> get out of here. He would have, he listen, he would have, if he didn't, he, he, he clearly, and it shows his maturity. He clearly messed up in qualifying. He was gonna, he was on for a great lap. Yes. He barely, you know, he barely got off the track, so he was gonna be second. Dropped down to seven. He had the wherewithal to in, in these tricky conditions because uh, you know it was. Uh, if you listen to the team, all the team radios, all the driver radios at the end of the race, for the most part, mm-hmm. you can hear the driver saying, and and F one has a video on this. You can hear the driver saying, "Wow." That was a difficult race. Wow, that was a difficult race. Everybody, everybody had a difficult race, and through go and to and to have those difficult conditions, and come back through the field from seventh, and finish on the podium. Bravo, Lando, man. No he's showing that he's a good. Yeah, he's showing that he's a very good racing driver, and that Ricardo is gonna have. We have um, to give credit to the team too. The he's team. gonna have his. Uh, the team recognized that he Some had the pace. this year. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Told Ricardo, hey, you know, we want to see what is in clean air, what this car, what this guy could do. Please let him through. And Ricardo mm-hmm. recognized that Lando had the pace. Mm-hmm. He blasted past. Because a couple of laps later, he was like four seconds ahead of Ricardo. Yeah. I mean, it, once he got past him, it was just, he was gone. Ricardo ended up finishing sixth to Lando's third. Right now, in the Drivers' Championship, Lando is in third place with 27 points behind Verstappen and, and Hamilton, who are just going to be at the front. But Deja vu last year. Yeah. What's up? Deja, Deja vu last year. year. Yeah, because you got the podium in Austria first. They were first race. 
first or second race? First one. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was second race. He got the podium in the, I think, the second race. The second race? Yeah. Oh, because Leclerc got the podium in the first one. Wow. You're there arguing, we go. You had to rub about? that in. So <laughs> You're arguing with me about the stories and wow. events happening and stuff like that? I'm sorry. Let's bring it back. But uh, in the Constructors' Championship. Uh, sorry, Botas. Mercedes. No, I'm Russell to Botas. <laughs> Mercedes is at 60 points. Red Bull is at 53. And McLaren is at 41. Uh, dude, if... Ricardo can get his head on straight faster than either Boras or Perez. I am excited to see what happens in, in, in that. that uh, yeah, right now it, it does look like McLaren. If and, I, and it's not only if, when Ricardo gets on top of it. I think he's that good of a driver. And we saw when he started with Renault, he took him like five or six races before he was on it. And he'll get on top of the car. If... um. If Ricardo and Lando are driving are driving the way they, they're expected to drive, it's safe to say, and it pains me to say it, that they can run away with, with third, third place. place. Yeah. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna because I don't think the Ferrari is as good as the McLaren. I'm gonna go one step further, right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank now you. you have Thank you. two decent drivers in Lando and Ricardo, right? You have a car that is not struggling with the high rate, low rate concept that Mercedes is struggling with it. You have a team that can focus its resources on developing the car and not catching up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're going to see, I think you're going to see, remember that they're taking on a new engine. Now they're getting used to it. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see at the end of the year that McLaren is going to be challenging for race wins, let alone uh, just podiums. Wow. Mm. What do you think? Maybe. Am I crazy? I don't think. I don't think I'm crazy. No, no. depending how, how. We got our boy Andreas Seidel. Yeah, <laughs> it depends. Yo, it dude, depends, yo, dude. And oh, that's interesting. I don't know. Man. I think it's a little far fetched, but they race be, wins. But but look at what happened this weekend. No, they won't yeah, be but, there to pick but, up the scraps. Yeah, but I, if it's not a what was the scrap? What scrap? What scrap did they pick up? No, Bottas was not up there, and Perez was not there either. Bottas right now is not driving like a, he qualified eighth. But that was not. But that was not expected. You know, prior to the weekend, nobody the, was expecting for Bottas to be eighth. So they had an opportunity, and okay. obviously they had the pace as well. So they're showing. Well, if this guy doesn't want it, I'm taking it. Okay, I think yeah. And then Perez had a bunch of mistakes in the race. It's gonna have to be one of those. It's gonna if they get they can be on for a win, but it's gonna be. One of those races where it's like uh, like uh, Imola last year, where um, where Gasly got the win. Monza. It's gonna, Monza. Oh, Monza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monza. Imola last year. What am I talking about? Monza last year where Gasly got the win. Uh, it's going to ha have to be one of those like crazy races for that to happen. I think that um, Mercedes and, um, and Red Bull are, are way too far ahead. But if McLaren keeps up with this pace... And we know Max, I don't ever think he has ever had a, a clean year. That, you know, he, mistakes don't happen, and McLaren will be right there. Yeah. That's what I mean yeah. by picking yeah, up yeah, I, I Not just it, mistakes, but like I, reliability. I yeah. think that's something that Wellington, I was thinking about that yesterday, actually. Wellington brought that point. I think that the, the, key, the key to Red Bull mounting a legit challenge to... Mercedes is gonna rely is gonna be the reliability aspect of it, and if they're not reliable, as like you said, McLaren can be there to pick up the scraps as well. Dude, I'm excited. Not only that, but and don't count Ferrari out either. 
That, so, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was going to say. Who had a terrible race but was still there, finished fifth, hit the drop. Mr. Carlos Sainz. Smooth <laughs> operator. Yo, Yo, uh, yes, wait, wait. Don't put your to, day job wait, No, no. I want Yanji to sing this on in Italian next week. <laughs> <laughs> I just got it. Like, yo, imagine Yancy comes out with uh, something Italian out of nowhere. <laughs> nah, he did. Uh, he did make a lot of mistakes, but he made a yeah, ton of mistakes. Cool. And oh, I think I the team did a good fit. job as well to coming him down. Like, okay, we got you. Come on, you know. Like, but it's like I said. It, it seems that out of all the drivers that changed teams, Ricardo Perez, Perez Vettel, Sainz Vettel, and Al- Alonso, Alonso, we'll say, yeah. He seems to be the one that is more on top of it mm-hmm. and getting used to the car. And he did the same thing at McLaren. Mm-hmm. So he has a history of doing that. What he did with McLaren is that he moved to Woking and was right there at the factory all the time, uh, just learning, soaking it all in. And he did the same thing with Ferrari. So, And you can see um, the fruits of that labor. He seems to be getting on real good. He's going to give Leclerc a run for his money. Eventually. And that's exactly what Ferrari needs. They need to have both drivers up there scoring points and picking up the scraps when there are some. Well, when you said that about science moving, I, I got the picture in my head. Wow, so this kid moved to the track, to his little old houses next to the track that they have there <laughs> where all the drivers sleep on. Mm-hmm. Damn. Wow. Dude, it is... It, it, too bad we couldn't take a picture. It's gonna be you. a fun year. Yeah, it is because there's so many variables. So I'm gonna run yes. down the I'm gonna run down the list here. Uh, Max Verstappen was first, Hamilton second, Norris third, fourth Leclerc, fifth Signs, sixth Daniel Ricardo, seventh Pierre Gasly in a better luck next time race because he had a lot of mistakes as well. Eighth Lance Stroll. Nothing. Okay. No, I mean, listen, he's, he's doing all right. right. Yeah, Man, he's, he's doing, doing all right. He's actually been the 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 rock of the team so far this I was year. Say the life. Yeah, not the life, but the, <laughs> the, the rock. I mean, luck. he's doing. He's at least he's scoring points. He's up there. He knows the car, obviously, because he's been there for two or three years now. He's not doing bad. Uh, you know, he's he seems like he's getting better and better every year. He didn't do too bad last year, but. Um, let's see. I mean, he did start off good last year also. So we'll see what happens. And he dropped off. We'll see what happens. But he's doing pretty good. And then I think with Alfatori, I think, um... It was, was just, that, he was just, he made a lot of mistakes. It's all, it was, it's all self-inflicted. He made a lot of mistakes, but he also started on the wrong tire. Yep. So instead of starting on the intermediates, they went full wet. He started on wets along with Ocon, Schumacher, and Mazepin. Yeah, so when you're in the same boat as Mazepin and Schumacher, you're done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and it was uh, it was it wasn't the team. He agreed with with the strategy. They took a gamble. It obviously didn't work. Yeah, but I, the... I uh, but that's the whole thing. It's the experience. You can have a fast car, but you have to execute. And I don't they think, took a gamble and it didn't work. They yeah. took a gamble that it was going to be more wet. And, they, you know, mm-hmm. Tori, and it looked like that at the beginning of the range because yeah. there was so much overspray. Like, oh, maybe they did. If AlphaTauri can limit those mistakes, I think they can be fighting up there in the midfield as well. But so, I think what but they have to come to realize also that they do have good pace now. They don't need to take a gamble yeah. to be there. Yeah, yeah. Be, you know, meaning in the past, right, a gamble like to. that would work on you getting 
you know, hey, let's take this gamble yeah. just so, we could, to see what happens. Meaning, uh, Alahas. Like the Haas did last year in Hung- is it Hungary that they did that? Where they came out on like they came slicks. out on what they they changed the tires like right at the yeah yeah they changed the tires they went on full wets everybody's wanting to uh, read it. It's all a chess match. I love yeah. it. So to round out the top ten, uh, Ocon was ninth, Alonso was tenth. I don't know where that Alpine car is, to be honest, compared to everybody else. It's definitely not showing the pace of last year. Actually, it was... At the it end was, of last It's year. not showing the end it of was, last year Renault, not it Alpine. Was, it's a new team. Kimi new actually team. finished 10th and then he got like a 30-second penalty. <laughs> <laughs> and Stroll got a penalty too. He was actually he actually finished higher. Wow. Yeah. Kimi dropped? He got a 30-second penalty? Yeah. <laughs> and they tried to tell him what they, to do they, after they the crash. Just, just and he just leave me alone. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think in his thing was also part of little things with the rules. I think he just got caught off right at the entrance of the pit and the, as, as the red flag came on and he just had to do another lap around. That's why he got the penalty for it. Yeah. And then he was red flag and he just Stroll came got around. a penalty because he overtook, I think it was Gasly or it was one of the off On, on the safety turn. Well, he, no, he, over, he overtook him legit, but then he went off. It was like kind of the same thing that happened with Max and Lewis. Gotcha. Where they, where they went off track and he, he didn't give the position back. Yes. And they penalized him after the race. So he lost the position there. So even the race director was picking up the scraps of what was happening. Oh, well, you, did, you did this. So yeah. penalty for you then. So I was going to go there. So anything else to wrap up the race? And I'm going to lead with that. The race director, what the heck was he doing all race? To me, yo, we, <laughs> yo Wellington was blowing I, I was yesterday. so was mad hit. yesterday. There were so many, um, when Perez went off the track, he was within like, he was within like four tenths of whoever was ahead of him. And like, I'm literally sitting there like, what is happening? And, and they, they were showing another battle where it was a much larger gap. What is happening? But they were not showing the Paris one. And then Paris starts dropping down the field. I'm like, yo, what? Like, I was just. That was a lot happening in the race, man. Listen. Yeah, but what we were seeing at that moment when he said that, there was nothing going on. There was nothing going on. And I specifically was like, yo, what's happening with Paris? He's much closer. Um, If I had a little more alcohol in me, I would have flipped the table. Because it was. (laughs) Thank God it was a morning race. I was. Listen, I don't have that job. Dude, if you get just paid press to a button. Do it, just yes, press a button. Well, oh, come like on. me. I'm sorry, like me earlier. You know, just press a button. Yeah, but you're doing okay. <laughs> you're doing better than the race director <laughs> did, yesterday. did yesterday. Gotcha. Figure it out. <laughs> Let me give myself an applause. Give the race director a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any, anything else after my little uh, rant there? To end no, the thing that, that to mention was how unlucky was obviously he's in a horrible car. But Schumacher was also Dude. caught out. <laughs> Where, at, the, at the end of the of the straight, pretty much the pit exit, he messes. You know, he I guess that does a spin with a massive spin, and then he had to do like two laps with no front wing, no front wing with a hose hanging out. <laughs> because the, he closed the pit. Didn't we talk the, about the FI, the director, the race director? That we said that he did a good. No, he didn't. Kimi shouldn't have gotten that penalty. He was like right there. Like that. That was ridiculous. And then two. The whole Schumacher thing. Just let him in. Yeah, <laughs> he's that's like, a, like, why don't you just let him in? To change he's like on crutches in that car. Like, just <laughs> um, what is the penalty for going in? Stop and go? If he was I, to, I to go in? Know. I think also... We should have a race, race director. There's yeah. so many things that happen. Also, the FIA with, uh, with Vettel. Um, obviously, Vettel got a penalty because he didn't have the wheels on time five minutes mm-hmm. before. They didn't assess that penalty until 22 laps into the Come race. Come on. So that killed... Vettel's race. He, obviously, he retired, but it still killed his race because he had to serve that penalty during the race when if they knew about it beforehand, they could have mitigated that 
He wouldn't have lost so many. I cases. just don't get it, right? How we can have a huge. I'm a huge okay. NFL yeah. fan. <laughs> oh, a huge NFL fan. They throw the flag. They see guys moving at like faster yeah. than like you can even, and they make for the most part good calls, and they do it right away. And it's not mm-hmm. like oh three plays. Oh yeah, this kind of happened back here. Why can't we? We have all the technology in the all the telemetry, all the cameras, cameras all the onboards. Yo, just make the freaking calls. <sighs> but they can delete laptops. I'm time about to flip right the table. <laughs> don't do coffee. it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Anything do it boys? afterwards. No, just said earlier when I said that if he was to go into the pits where the building was closed, it's actually ten seconds. That's what Hamilton got when he went in. He called Michael Massey. Yeah, yeah. We have tele. You know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, guys, uh, as always. We are on multiple podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, five stars preferably. We are on Instagram and Twitter, at JumpTheStartF1. Please say hi, follow us, get a couple of likes, retweet a couple of our uh, tweets there. Um, Also on YouTube, hello. Yep. And uh, that's pretty much it. See you guys next week. Part of mile next, baby. We don't have to wait three weeks this time. Yeah. Thank God. Portuguese Grand Prix. Let's go. Let's do it.